Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Live by Live has all of your favorite music, and you can listen for free. Whether you hit play on one of our hundreds of curated music stations or create your own custom artist radio station, you'll find the music you love on Live by Live. Visit livexlive.com or search livexlive in the App Store or Google Play and listen for free now. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast. There's a lot of imitation sports betting, gambling podcasts out there now. Is there another one that has the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl professional football betting? like Steve Fezzik at Fezzik Sports and a former NFL offensive lineman, I dare say no, there is not. Not that I'm aware of, to have the best sports better and a former player, and we've been doing it for a long time, and we do it thanks to the folks at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Just make sure you use that promo code PODCAST1. It's a fun time of year, Steve. It really is where we can start to dive into some of these other sports a little bit. Want to get your thoughts on the AAF. The numbers were up for that. Curious to get your opinion, Steve, on how much of that is as a direct result of being able to bet on these games and people seeing a couple weeks worth. And and obviously they like the product, but for the ratings to go up, I think you know just some people on Twitter have indicated they think gambling, uh, being able to bet on the games, and more and more books having it open has had a big part of that. Want to get your thoughts on whether or not you ever touch the combine or draft prop bets, or how about the Robert Kraft suspension prop bet? Plus, we're going to dive into some of the other sports for the first time this year, this offseason, like the Lakers, NBA, and we still have several awesome email questions that we need to get to. Speaking of awesome, art of sport has basically changed what men are doing with their deodorant and their skin. For so long, anything for skin care, anything for deodorant, they just put sport on it. Just put put sport on it. Ah, oh, yeah, this is great. This is, this is what you do if you're an active person. No, no, no. Art of Sport combined the innovation and the best science with the guidance of world-class athletes to take skin care to the next level for everyone. Better for you products that perform better. It's time to make the upgrade to Art of Sport. The trial kit comes with everything you need. Just use promo code MONEY 
at artofsport.com and get 50% off a trial kit plus free shipping. That's the promo code MONEY at artofsport.com. All right, so Steve, before we dive into the AAF and some of this other stuff, I wanted to get your thoughts first. What happened? Because I saw that something happened, but I wasn't following it that closely. What happened with the uh, the one bet on the Oscars? Was it like best director or something like that, where it got bet like crazy? What was the end result of that? Yeah, so the end result was a lot of money went down in flames, Ross. Uh, best director, um, the uh, and he has a foreign name. I won't even attempt to pronounce it, but he was at 50 to 1. Um, he directed The Favorite was the movie. And it looked for <laughs> down the stretch, it looked like he was going to become the favorite to win Best Director because the odds free fell on him from 50 to 1 to 30 to 1. And then the day of the Oscars, he was down to three to one in some places. Some sports books took him completely off the board. Um, and then he wound up losing. And so now there's a controversy. Was that what was all that money? And people are still trying to figure out what drove that line move. Well, and doesn't that remind you of like the Super Bowl prop bets when you say, you know, whether it's the national anthem or whatever, these different things, you start to see the number move. That means because somebody was at the rehearsal, they know something, so it's a good time to hop in on that bet because somebody knows something. And clearly, a lot of people felt like they knew something about who the best director was going to be. Yeah, I think it's a good analogy. And the difference, of course, is that there are people who indeed know what color the Gatorade is going to be at the Super Bowl. But um, with the Oscars, it's so buttoned up, and, and I hear only like two people in the world are supposed to know who actually won. So it's not like it's a situation where a rehearsal for the national anthem where there are hundreds and hundreds of people who can go ahead and time it and know how long the rehearsals are for the national anthem so um, it would be unusual to get a leak in a situation like this where so few people know the answer. And as it turns out, no one did indeed know what the answer was. So is this something, Steve, just so I, out of my curiosity, is this something that they investigate to see what happened? Or is it just like, hey, people were wrong. We made a lot of money. Too bad for them. I think it's one of those situations, if it had won there may well have been an investigation, but because it lost no real need to go into the details for what exactly was going on. And so probably um, is just going to be forgotten going forward. So the other question there is what are the rules when it comes to sort of insider information like that? Like whether you, when you have a tip or you know something, because there's a difference between trying to fix the outcome of the game and and alter the outcome of the game and just getting a tip. I mean, obviously, if you try to fix the game, people are getting arrested and you can't do that and blah, blah, blah. But if you just have a tip and you bet on that tip, let's say it won. Let's say they were right. Could you get in trouble for that in some way? Is anything about that illegal? Yeah, insider trading in the stock market is not legal in the U.S. It is certainly legal to do insider trading and sports betting. If you know something 
that no one else knows, you can go ahead and bet it and take advantage of it. I am not certain about all the legalities of if you're not fixing a game and you're not associated with it, but you catch wind that maybe a Timmy Chang at Hawaii is doing things nefarious in his quarterback play and bet based upon that, I think it's kind of like the, the stock market situation where at some point, if you know someone who knows someone who knows something and you're not directly associated with it, I think you're fine. Um, even if it is insider trading, uh, I'm sorry, even if it, even if the game is fixed, but as far as insider trading, knowing more than the other person, there's frankly Ross people that make a living just knowing um, trainers for teams and things like that, that will provide them information like the leading scorer for a college basketball team is out for that night. If you pay that person for that information, is that illegal? That is a great question. I did not get a law degree, so I am not sure. It, I don't believe it would be illegal. Don't, um, I, I want to be careful with what I say. I don't think it would be illegal based upon you betting upon it, but you might be violating some other um, state or federal laws to do so. Right, in, in paying for that information. Yes. Because I guess my thought would be there's got to be a lot of like college assistant trainers out there that aren't making very much money, and maybe you could have a, a, a lucrative business. I mean, it's got to be illegal because otherwise you could have a lucrative business where they just you know text you an important tip when, when they have it, and that makes the difference in you winning or not, and you give them some money for that. I mean, that, that can't be legal, right? You... You'd have to tell me what sort of law that, that though that they're, that's being broken for that to be done. And I, like I said, I don't have a law degree, but I'll give a, a good example, one where clearly there wouldn't be any laws broken. Uh, Ross, you are on the field for the Indianapolis Buffalo game, and a freak snowstorm hits, and the and the snow starts to accumulate just before game time, even though it's not in the forecast. That would be an example of what I would call insider information, because only those who are you know, actually in the stadium are really know that this um, unforeseen weather event is starting to occur. And clearly that's very valuable in the betting marketplace because now the under becomes a very good bet. Okay, let's dive into the AAF a little bit then. And I mentioned earlier, Steve, you know, the ratings were up in week three as compared to week two. And I don't remember the USFL uh, that was kind of before my time, but I, I can't remember another one of these leagues where the ratings went up, you know, during the season from one week to the next, as opposed to just, you know, a big week one number and then they drop. Uh, somebody tweeted me, because I tweeted about that this morning, at Ross Tucker NFL, and someone suggested more and more sports books uh, having AAF games available in their opinion, was a big driving fa factor for him, for that. That would certainly make sense. I know that arena football was on the decline for years, and a big part of that was only like one book in the world was putting up, or maybe two or three books, was putting up lines on arena, but it basically was almost impossible to get down on arena games, and I think that really hurt the popularity of the league. Um, all of the books have been putting lines up on the AAF, but here we are in week four, and I'm a little concerned it's Wednesday morning, 
and no books have put lines up on the week four games as of yet. So in other words, what's happening is all these books really aren't doing any work at all on AAF. They're just copying whatever somebody else puts up lines, what, whatever lines they put up, they'll put them up as well. And no one wants to stick their neck out and be the first to put those up. And the later we get in the week, the more concerned I am, is this going to be a betting viable marketplace, you know, going forward? Wow, that's interesting. What, what, I mean, they want that business, don't they? Well, sure, but think about it. So you're, um, you're a sports book, and you've got your college basketball guys and your NBA guys and your golf guys, and it's a busy time of year, and you're basically overloaded. So you don't have an AAF guy. You don't have a guy to tell you what the line should be, and your limits are low, so you'll just wait for someone else to put them up, and then you'll copy. But now no one's putting them up, Ross. So at what point do you go out and hire someone to try to give you lines that you can use and you're not even sure if they're accurate lines and stick your neck out and be the first one to put those numbers up. I think, well, let's just wait another day. Someone will put them up. Correct. Doesn't that seem like that's what's happening? Yeah. So why go, I want to go back to the arena thing real quick. Why, why weren't the arena games have lines on them? Uh, I believe the situation was again, that no book wanted to be the one that actually, had to originate these lines and spent the time and money to hire someone to come up with some decent numbers and the information difficult to get on that league. So easy to put up a bad number. And I think that the books just said, you know what, the only people betting this are the people that are beating us. So we're not making any money booking this action. It's not worth our while and our regular customers aren't asking for it. And so it just never winds up getting put up. Okay. So, they're not put up yet for this week, as of when we record this, at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday. So, are there, I mean, obviously there's nothing specific to say yet for this week's game with no lines posted, but I asked you this last week, I'll ask you again, based on what you saw in week two, are there any other trends or things you see that you think that we'll be able to take advantage of uh, assuming they do post lines soon? Well, let's talk about the totals because I have concerns about the league going forward, and a big part of that is the lack of scoring. Now, NFL scoring average last year was 46.5 points. And so year-to-date in the AAF, the average scoring has been 39.5 points, a full seven points less. Remember, this league beat their chest and talked about how we're going to be an exciting, dynamic, high-scoring football league. They put in place rules where there was no blitzing and a few other rules that they thought would promote higher scoring. But bad quarterback play, bad O-line play has compromised most teams' ability to score. So unders have hit nine of the 12 games so far. If you blindly bet under, you're nine and three. And so with the average scoring sitting below 40 and the totals dealt in this league, week one was 50, week two was 46, week three was 42 and a half. So the totals have come down, but they haven't come down enough. I'm real interested to see, one, how low are the totals going to be this week? And two, is the AAF possibly going to look to tweak some rules to help scoring? Because frankly, Ross, I don't think that these 20 to 18 games are going to keep the interest of the average um, person watching uh, the AAF as a novelty. So, but don't you think 
the offenses will improve with more time and continuity. I mean, usually the offenses are behind the defenses uh, in preseason at the start of seasons. Don't you think that uh, – and I don't know what, what the difference was between scoring in week two versus week one, but don't you think that will improve? You would think that it would. However, the league is so thin at quarterback, if they get a few injuries at quarterback, I think that could be a major, major problem. I know San Antonio, um, their quarterback got nicked up uh, last week. Um, if um, the quarterback Gilbert that's doing really well, um, if he got injured, um, all of a sudden, if you're reliant upon the other guys picking up their game, we all see in the NFL what happens when you have a bad quarterback all year long. Ask Arizona. Um, you never improve on offense, and I don't know if there's just enough good quarterbacks to um, drive offense in this league right now. What about, Steve, I also wanted to ask you about, uh, is there anything else to say about the AAF, by the way, before I move on? I think we're good on AAF. Okay, so I wanted to get into the combine with you a little bit, because on the Fantasy Feast podcast, we had Hayden Winks from Roto World, and he had a lot of prop bets that he liked for the combine. It was primarily 40 times and over and unders on the 40 times based on you know, what he's seen from the guys on tape. Do you ever partake in combine prop bets? Wish I could because I'm sure there's very, very significant advantages. But I think this is almost more of an inside information type of situation where the kid that's going to run the 40 knows what he's likely going to run. He's, you know, there's going to be some players, and you could tell me much more than I could tell you, Ross, that uh, when you know, going back to the college days, some kids are going to prepare different for the combine than others. I'm sure some of the kids are just literally eight hours a day. All they're doing is trying to maximize their combine performance versus the others. They're like, well, you know, I'll try to do the best I can. It's almost like prepping for an SAT. And if you know that someone has a track coach that's helping them with this 40, um, of course, that information, I think, is going to translate into being able to make some solid winning bets as opposed to just looking at a kid on film and trying to figure out how fast he is. Yeah, I think that, that probably makes some sense. Uh, but it could make you know watching the combine on TV a little more interesting. You play some wagers on those <laughs> on those forty times, make the forty times a lot more entertaining. Hayden Winks from Roto World had a bunch of them on today's Fantasy Feast podcast. What about Steve uh, the draft? Do you? I, I forget. Do you typically bet the draft? Is there any any draft related props out there right now that you sink your teeth in as soon as they're available? Yeah, the draft is very, very beatable, and frankly, there's uh, the very best people who bet the draft are the ones that are like actively handicapping each and every player and where they might go and the and the situations. I think for the mere mortals that are betting other sports and just don't have all day long to do it, probably the best way to bet the draft is just to go and look at the mock drafts of people that you respect. Um, maybe three or four of them, and actively followed it, and look for a change in the um, standings of some players going up or down for whatever reason. And if you suddenly see, for instance, a quarterback that was projected um, consensus to go maybe 17th in round one, and then he's up to 12th, 
on the consensus like a week later, then you can go back and bet a stale over under on where he's going to go, maybe an over under at 15 and a half and play under the 15 and a half. I think that following the consensus of the uh, sharp guys that are, have their projected drafts and look for movement is a really excellent way to make money betting the draft. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. What about Robert Kraft? Uh, I know I saw where BetOnline.ag had some odds as to how many games he would be suspended. Would you ever get involved in something like that? Well, I would bet just about anything if I thought I had an edge. Um, I got to say that I think that this the whole Robert Kraft story kind of shows how we're starved for football information and things to to speak about. I haven't spoken about it at all. Obviously, the Ursay. Um, you know, driving while under the influence um, uh, past occurrence and, and the punishment that he got, you could take a look at. But I really have no idea how hard the NFL is going to come down on Kraft. Uh, yeah, I tend to agree with you. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess you'd have to look at the Ursay and you'd have to think about it. I mean, I, I don't know how you bet on that unless you have inside information either because the way they do it, it's not like it's an over or under. There's like different pods of how many games and there's odds for zero to one and two to three and four to five. So it's not like you're just doing a straight over under. What about Steve? I know, and we don't delve into the other sports that often until it becomes March madness and things like that, which is coming up soon, by the way, or the Kentucky Derby. We get into the horse racing a little bit, but before the combine and now before the draft, what are some of your thoughts on the NBA, whether it's the Lakers or the MVP conversation? Well, the Lakers are interesting, Ross, because there is a tremendous divide in terms of just how good is LeBron and how good are the Lakers. After the All-Star break, the Lakers were pretty much a pick to make the playoffs, with the no being a small favorite. And then when the Lakers were able to beat the Rockets, the Lakers actually became a favorite to make the playoffs. Well... Two losses later, and the Lakers, all of a sudden, trouble in paradise, are a big, big underdog. The Lakers currently know to make the playoffs is minus 350, so you have to risk $350 to make 100. Yes, to make the playoffs, plus 250. 100 will get you 250. The betting um, marketplace is saying that the Lakers are looking very likely to miss the playoffs, and I agree with that. I don't think LeBron has been nearly as good as he's been in prior years, and he certainly has not had the chemistry with the Laker youth who feel they are expendable based upon the fact that the Lakers were trying to trade all of them to get Anthony Davis. Right, right. So um, have you placed that bet? Well, I bet it after the All-Star break. So, yes, I bet against the Lakers to make the playoffs, but at the current number I'm not eager to be laying 350 to make 100, so I think that um, that opportunity is gone. But I will say this, that as soon as the Lakers pretty much are out of the playoffs, I think it's a dead nut go-against team because they'll still be valued based on their approximate power rating, and I think you've got to lower that power rating considerably. You're going to have a bunch of guys that are just playing for themselves and not for the team. What about on the MVP race? MVP is fascinating because back on January 24th, James Harden was a minus 500 favorite to win the MVP, Ross. So you had to risk $500 and you'd only win 100. Since then, his odds have plummeted such that now the favorite is Giannis, the Greek freak. Giannis is minus 
250 and uh, Harden is plus 200. So think about this. If you risk $500 on Harden at the end of January, you'd win 100. Now you can risk $500 on Harden and you can get 1,000. I'm not recommending you do that, but really what has happened, I think that there is data stat mining fatigue out there in the marketplace. We're tired of seeing Westbrook chasing triple doubles. We're tired of seeing Harden shooting 20 times in the fourth quarter to get 30 points. And we don't want to vote for those guys because we don't want to see that. We want to see more team basketball. And because of that, I think Giannis is going to win the MVP. Wow. All right. I like that. That's a, that's a nice little nice little tip there, Steve. Um, I want to get to some email questions, an email question or two. Always find that fun. So let's get to it. Brian, you want to hit the sounder? Ask Ross and Steve. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Friendly reminder, by the way, you can just take advantage of any sponsors we have, and you can ask Steve any question you want. Today's question, Steve, comes to us from Andrew Guzman in Phoenix, Arizona. He took advantage of the 1-800-Flowers offer during Valentine's Day, and he said, thank you guys for another great season of NFL betting analysis and entertainment. Although I didn't have a profitable season, I feel myself getting sharper every year due in part to the show's ability to provide contrasting betting angles. My question for Steve is about his approach to betting the Super Bowl. Are most of his plays scalping and looking for opportunities to middle, or is a bigger volume of his plays on positions and opinions where he feels he's getting the best of it? An example of each would be tremendous. Keep up the great work. Always use your promo code when ordering from 1-800-Flowers. Andrew Guzman. Yeah, great question. I would say three-quarters of my bets are just bets that I like that I'm betting one way. Examples, I'll bet um, the uh, third quarter to outscore the first quarter, prop bets like that. Um, Will there be a score in the first five minutes, 30 seconds? I bet no. Um, will there be overtime? I bet no bets like that, where I just, I'm happy to have my bet and I make it. Now there's other bets. I certainly will bet, not even liking the bet, but just looking to play the middle example. I played Brady over 285 because I know I say, I know it's very likely that especially in Vegas, that the betting marketplace, the public is just going to bet Brady over. And they did. And ultimately I could play back for the middle at Brady under 303 yards, and then there's the hybrids, the bets that I like that I also know everyone's going to make the bet, so I may as well get down on it early because then I can play back for part of my bet, not get a complete um, uh, middling position, but I can certainly have part of my bet be hedgeable back. Example, I bet the second half to outscore the first half at Pickham, and then that line wound up being second half minus, I think, one 70 versus the first half, and I did play back some first half plus $1.50 at that price, but not for my full amount of my investment. So the whole gamut, I've got bets that I just make that I like. I've got bets that I make just because I know there'll be middles, and then I got bets I know that I like and that I know are going to move excessively, and then I'll play back maybe half as much at post. Steve, excellent work as always. I love those listener questions. Please, please, please take advantage of the Art of Sport deal with the code MONEY, you can ask us any question, really any of the sponsors that you see 
over at RossTucker.com on the sponsor tab, like BetOnline.ag. That's a good one, obviously, for this show, where you use that promo code BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code PODCAST1, I should say, to get the 50% welcome bonus. So maybe some of you have not taken advantage of that as of yet. Maybe some of you are looking to partake in something a little different, a little unique, whether it's the AAF or some of the other thoughts that Steve had that we talked about. So whatever it is, go to betonline.ag, use that promo code podcast one, and then send me a question. I love your questions for Steve. They're better than my questions for Steve. So please keep them coming and please check out all the awesome shows we have for you today. Fantasy Feast with Evan Silva. We went over some prop bets with Hayden Winks, who's a prop bet expert for the Combine and the Draft. I think you would like those quite a bit. We also went over some numbers of fantasy guys coming off bye weeks and stuff like that. What numbers matter at the Combine and don't. Uh, Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Andrew Brandt was amazing today on chances Antonio Brown gets traded in the Robert Kraft stuff. And of course, we've got Fran previewing the Combine like nobody's business on the College Draft Podcast. So who's got it better than you guys with all of the on-demand audio that you have at your fingertips whenever you want it? It's the RT Media Podcast Network, and I think that's it. For the Even Money Show, I think we're done here. Good luck, everybody. Whatever you bet on over at betonline.ag, I hope you win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at rostucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done, all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm.